following is a production of AW360, Advertising Week's year-round content platform for the advertising and marketing industries. AW360 features thought leadership articles, podcasts, and original video series from the best and the brightest in the industry from all around the world. For more on AW360, visit 360.advertisingweek.com. Welcome to the Sonic Truth Podcast. I'm Scott Simonelli, the CEO and co-founder of Veritonic, the audio effectiveness platform. Just remember being a young female executive, you know, the only one in the room, and thinking like, there's something weird about, you know, this is a little strange, like, where, where are the women? That's Susie Schultz, influential figure in the world of radio and senior vice president of corporate marketing at Cumulus Media, Westwood One. By not using female voices in your content, you're leaving money on the table. Susie is correct. And of the voiceovers you hear every day, there tends to be a glaring shared characteristic. Men provide the voices, while female voiceovers tend to be consistently absent. The answer, unfortunately, all too often, is, well, that's just the way things are done. And the enemy of, well, that's just the way things are done, is data. And we're really excited to talk about how data and analytics and optimization is changing the landscape as we know it today. The fact of the matter is, consumers prefer female voices. I'm Susie Schultz, uh, SVP of Corporate Marketing for Cumulus Media and Westwood One. We're actually the largest um, audio network in America. We reach more people in a week than Facebook or Google, so we're really, really massive. And we have lots of audio products that we that we bring to market, from radio to podcast to streaming. And we create a lot of audio creative for our advertising partners. So I'm excited to chat with you today about the use of female voices in this creative and how it can really drive ROI. But before we start, we want to play just a, a quick game called Putting You on the audio spot to see if, if the human can determine uh, the most effective audio as well as, as the robot. So um, it should be interesting. So we're going to play you three ads, all of which were assessed against thousands of ads in the Veritonic database. And you're going to tell us which one you think is the best for happiness. All right. So here we go. Politics doesn't really affect us, does it? Oh, apart from the cost of our heating and the fat content of our food. How often our streets are cleaned? The starting life our children have. And whose hand they can have in marriage. The minimum wage. The maximum wage. Recycling. Cycle lanes. Care homes. First homes. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, and the air we breathe. Yeah, apart from all that. I really like this ad. I think it really makes you think about things. It makes you think about politics. And there's so many examples in the copy that it, there's something for everyone in the ad. I found it to be really inspiring. And I think inspiration generally leads to happiness. So I'm going to say that this ad was scored pretty well for happiness. And, and we'll reveal the answers at the end, but we're going to play uh, track number two now. The more someone makes you think about your body, the harder it becomes to ignore. Your tongue, for example. Usually you hardly notice it's there. But when I mention it, you can feel your tongue bumping against your lower front teeth, the tips just resting on them. You notice your tongue feels just a little too long for your mouth. And you notice it never really lies still. 
you move it about constantly, without thinking about it, backwards and forwards, and from side to side. Suddenly it feels strangely wet and heavy in your mouth, doesn't it? A few seconds ago you hardly noticed your tongue, but just one message ensured that you can't stop thinking about it. Now imagine the hundreds of messages girls are exposed to every day, subtly changing the way they think about their bodies. See how you can help with the Dove Self-Esteem Project at selfesteem.dove.co.uk. Okay, this ad is so good. That I mean, the whole campaign based in boosting self-esteem from Dove is just is just brilliant. And I will tell you, I get a full body chill when I listen when I heard this ad. It really really spoke to me. So, um, not a happy chill though, right? You know, I think I'm going to be thinking about this ad all day. So it definitely affected me, um, and I think it's brilliant on a lot of levels. The subtext is just genius, but I can't say that it made me feel particularly happy. So. I'm going to say it's like a little bit of a middle of the road and that it's enlightening people, but it's not really giving me super happy vibes. Right, right. No, and that's some, I'm certainly something we'll touch on later in the podcast, just how, you know, the subtleties of, of emotions can be so uh, impactful on the outcome of, of an ad. But with audio, uh, there's just a lot of, of power there to go in, in so many different directions. It's just uh, it's a great way to, to pull the emotional heartstrings, uh, both for happiness and inspiring and, and, and all those things. So... Cool. So we'll play track number three now. Want a sneak peek of the new Honda CRV Black Edition? Close your eyes. The Honda CRV Black Edition. All the power of an SUV, all the clever thinking of a Honda. All in black. See it for yourself at Henry's Honda. Cross Maloof, Glasgow. All right, this ad is, is really clever, which is great, of course, because Honda as a brand is very clever. Maybe use the word clever in the in the copy. I love the silence. I think it's just such a great technique. Imagine you're driving in the car, a Honda perhaps, and you uh, and you hear that silence. You're gonna be like, what happened? So that's a really really cool technique, and it really does give you the theater of the mind that audio is so perfect for um does it make me feel happy i don't know it's i don't know that it matters if i feel happy or not with this ad because i think it's about using your imagination so i think it's a great ad um it, you know it doesn't make me want to do, do cartwheels so i'm not going to say it, it made me feel super happy so i'm going to say again with this one maybe middle of the road okay so three interesting ads uh it seems like for for happiness you're kind of leaning towards uh the first one yeah i think the first one was um was inspirational and had a really um, had a really interesting like driving music bed that was very determined and I think you know for me personally like I'm a very determined person so it made me feel really like, happy and inspired. We'll be revealing whether your answers to the audio spot quiz were correct at the end of the program, but before then, let's dive into the interview segment of the podcast. You've had a pretty storied career in broadcast. In addition to your current role, you've been a news anchor and have made Radio Inc.'s most influential women list four times. So tell us, why radio? I love radio. It's so strong and resilient, and it's been really, it's been really good to me. You know, radio is about telling stories and uh, making emotional bonds and sparking memories. You know, I love everything about that, and I don't think that's going to change. I think the thing that's changing with radio is 
how our listeners are, are finding and accessing our content. That's what will change. So team radio over here, team audio in general. Uh, but, I, but I do love all of the mediums. And, you know, in terms of how I got here, um, I mean, I said yes to every career opportunity that came my way, and I gave it everything I had. So that was part of it. And I'm just naturally interested in innovation and change. So I've really tried to align myself with future-focused technology, uh, you know, from when streaming came along to podcasts, on-demand, audio, and the work I'm doing now with voice-activated technology, which I'm really excited about. So. I guess I got here some sort of combination of drive and knowledge and luck and determination. So through your various kind of gigs and broadcast, were you actively aware of the disparity between male and female voices in ads? Was it like one of those things that people noticed but didn't talk about or was it just so normal that nobody nobody paid attention to it? Honestly, I don't think it was something where we're aware of. I think it was just the way it was done. But I can remember sitting in programming meetings just like throughout my career, like for female focused radio stations and, you know, men were making all of the content decisions, for example. And the, don't get me wrong. These guys are great at their job I and mean, they're brilliant. Just remember being a young female executive, you know, the only one in the room and thinking like, there's something weird about, you know, this is a little strange. Like where, where are the women? So I think, you know, as, as things came along and evolved, they, they've been changing, but, you know, it's just a lot of how things were done. And uh, I think that's why that happened. And along those lines, were there ever efforts that you can recall where people tried to take a more empirical approach to the voices used in ads, like data or anything? Well, data is sort of new in our world. And, and thanks to companies like yours, Scott, you know, we're able to test creative and, and find, you know, evidence as to which direction to take to make our creative as effective as possible. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there were attempts. I can't say that any examples like pop in my mind right now, but uh, you know, when we were working on these studies, we, we couldn't find evidence as to why there were more male voiceovers. Like we just heard a lot, like the evidence-based response was, it's what we've always done. It's just like, <laughs> generally not a good plan. Right, um, right. So, you know, there's just so much opportunity with female voices. Like, like you know, women impact 90% of purchases for vacations, homes, food, grocery, med medications, you know, their major purchasing power. And our data is telling us that women prefer female voiceovers. So if women are rating female voiced ads better for favorability, brand recall, relevance, engagement, you know, over male voiced creative, like it seems to me like it's a no brainer and you're leaving money on the table if you're not using female voiced ads for your campaign to reach these women who are making all of these purchase decisions. I love that, that line that like, you know, it's, it's just the way we've always done it. And I think, um, you know, data is a great way to, to bring some, to shed some light on that because I think it's difficult for everyone to suddenly be like, well, let's do it differently. And then the question becomes why, even, even if it seems completely obvious, it's like, when you look at some of these things after the fact, it's like, of course, um, you know, and so do you feel, where do you feel like audio is on that spectrum of, of this changing, because I mean, the great thing here is we are seeing, um, you know, changes happening in, in the world. And, and I think, do you feel like audio is kind of on the bleeding edge of that? Is it, is it coming more slowly? Uh, what do you think? 
That's a really thoughtful question. I, you know, I think given what we've seen play out in our country over the last few years, it seems like maybe change moves more slowly than we would think in general, right? So I think the momentum across our nation is, is opening up real change, like fundamental cultural change. It's making us see things differently. It's giving us strength and resolve and community, like in this entirely new way. So we're connecting and sharing and, and learning with each other and exposing hidden truth and disparity and knowledge. And we're just becoming aware of things in a different way. So, you know, I don't I don't know that it's about disparity or women and men. You know, I think it's about people and, you know, how we treat each other in general. And I think advertising has always been informed by and reacted to culture. So, you know, with this demand for reaction coming faster and faster with the world that we live in now with, you know, a million screens and voice activated technology and just our attention spans getting shorter and shorter. So, you know, it's funny you were saying about awareness, like, you know, I was telling a few folks I was going to do this podcast with you and they were saying to me, like, I feel like I hear female voiceovers and ads all the time. And I think it's because like we're not used to hearing them as much as we're used to hearing male voiceovers. So they're standing out like you're noticing them more because you're not used to hearing them. Uh, you know, I think it's totally about awareness. And I'm really hopeful that the data um, that we're going to talk about today will will help from an analytical perspective to show that, you know, female voices are very strong and brands should be open to casting female characters to tell their story. I just want to make sure that we we pick the gender, we pick the voice, whether it's female or male, uh, based on the experience that we want to uh, produce and and what works for the user. Because like, primarily we have to think about the user more than anything else. This is Stella Vucina. I'm the Chief Technology Officer at MTC Media Partners. Um, and I'm also the co-founder of Born AI, which is a the first uh, uh, AI creative agency. Stella builds digital products and thinks about the way voice is used from an end user perspective. We absolutely know that, you know, women, women voices and generally I think women, we, 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 we react and we respond a little bit, let's say better um, and uh, closer, we feel closer to a woman's voice. So I think it's, a, I think it's an evolution. Of course, this idea makes sense, but time and time again, it gets ignored. The usual reason is because there just aren't enough women in the room, which almost always leads to problems. An American academic, Melvin Kranzberg, who laid out the six laws of technology, the first of which was that technology is neither inherently good nor bad, nor is it neutral. Instead, it's more of a black mirror. Avid fans of the show will know exactly what I'm talking about. That technology has a habit of reflecting existing problems of all kinds. Gender bias is just one of them. There's bias because we're humans and we all have uh, we all have bias, we all have um, preconceived opinions and stereotypes in our heads and it's very hard to get to get rid of them. I think that I think one way to progress and evolve around that is by exposing yourself um, to a more diverse um, group of people, whatever that is. The more diverse you are, I think the better products you will produce because you, you know, the more users, you want to reach out that this is a di this is a diverse pool of people that you want to create products for so that that will make your products a lot less biased and your process a lot less biased right because it's also about the product management and the product uh, development of 
of this, which is if you if you have only five people in the room and these are like five white men, well, yeah, you're gonna get one product. But if your pool is quite diverse, you're gonna get a different product, and that's the difference. It's it, it's it's simple. Simple, but not necessarily adhered to. Both Stella and Stacy have spoken about the power of female voices. It's something that showed up very obviously when we did some research with Stacy around a completely unrelated topic, disclaimers for tier two auto ads. Strange, right? Tier two auto ads come from a combination of regional dealers working together with manufacturers. For example, Honda of New York. The goal here was to work out whether disclaimers negatively affected the perception of the ad. Susie, can you tell us a little bit more? Oh, I love that the insights about female voices surfaced unexpectedly. It's, it's so cool. It's almost like they were ready to be heard. You know, we were partnered together to talk about disclaimers. As you were saying, there's always concern um, with tier two that, you know, disclaimers on the radio, it's it's not effective, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we only had so many ads voiced by women because there aren't many of them, as we've been discussing. And they popped right up to the top as the best testing creative among both men and women. So that was, you know, that was really cool. You know, only a few of the ads tested used that female voice in a primary role and they performed off the charts. Yeah, that's, that's great. And yeah, I love the fact that we weren't looking for it. <laughs> I know. It just, just makes, it makes it even more, uh, you know, poignant. All right, let's hear one of those ads. And I think, you know, whenever we think of disclaimers and, uh, you know, just how these tier two auto ads, I think everybody's probably heard one. Uh, you know, let's, let's hear what one of those sounds like. Hello, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. Oh, Jan, I am so ready for spring. Sounds like you could use a new Toyota. That's why I called. Oh, I just love the sounds of spring. Oh, here, I've got one. Hmm, you got me on that one. What's that? That's me awakening after a long winter's nap, cruising the open road in my new Toyota. Wow. You're good. Get 0% APR financing for 60 months on a new 2018 RAV4 with 1667 per thousand borrowed. Plus, this month only, get $500 bonus cash or get $1,000 cash back plus $500 bonus cash. Toyota, let's go places. Not all customers will qualify. APR subject to approved credit. Cashback savings and bonus cash from TMSA for qualified contracts only. Must be applied to the transaction. No cash payment will be made to the consumer. Does not include a college grad or military rebate. Offers may vary by region. See dealer for details. Offers end April 2nd. Visit Toyota of Santa Fe. Larry H. Miller Toyota Albuquerque or Larry H. Miller American Toyota. Or for more information, visit Toyota.com. Toyota. This is a really cool ad. I think it's a... Uh... Like using the sounds of the car revving, it, it, like as representation of a spring awakening, and having women talking about that is just is just awesome. It feels very optimistic, and it comes across as very authentic. And I think it feels, you know, very relevant to everyone. And it's just clever. It's just a great ad. Now we just need to get a, a female voice to do the disclaimers. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. It's okay to have a, you know, to have both. I think it's just. Uh, it's interesting to have the female voice in the in the primary lead, don't you think? It's a fantastic ad, and then uh, like with any tier two auto ad, you get to the dis to the disclaimer, and it's um yeah it's it's just rapid fire. So <laughs> yeah, something else that's really interesting about this Toyota ad is it, it you know it, it scored really high in the pack. It was the third most like effective ad of all of the ads that we we tested two of the top five ads contained um, like a leading female speaker um, and three of the top 10 ads had a female speaker with a leading role. So I think this is really compelling data for auto advertisers to rethink uh, who they cast in commercials. So moving on, um, you know, we also did some testing for the, 
for the Mercury Awards. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what the Radio Mercury Awards are? Absolutely. We love the Radio Mercury Awards at Westwood One. Uh, it's one of the most prestigious competitions for audio creative in the U.S. Um, of course, you know, few of the creative award submissions are primarily voiced by women, you know, not by any fault of the Radio Mercury Awards, but because <laughs> of what we're talking about today, that there just aren't a lot of ads that are primarily voiced by women. So once again, on this one, the, the female voiced ads outperformed their male counterparts, and it was for authenticity, trust, and uniqueness. Those, those uh, rose to the top. So uh, those are the findings. Let's listen to one of those and, and, and hear what you think. Okay, sounds good. Close your eyes and think of a happy place. This place probably smells good, like the fresh citrus of a lemon grove. It definitely doesn't smell like the rotten produce drawer in your refrigerator. That place smells bad, like a garbage barge. A place where water rats give each other sailor tattoos, fight over moldy Chinese food, and hiss vulgar sea shanties. Pine saw. Turns your home into a happy place. This this ad is like is really interesting. It, it goes in some very strange places, which I love because I think it's really uh, fun to listen to. I definitely would notice this ad if I was you know listening to the radio and it, and it came on. Um, so I think you know it's all about a happy place. So I'm imagining that this ad uh, is delivering a lot of happy vibes to people. Uh, you know, it's very atmospheric storytelling, and I think the fact that a woman is telling the story is really additive uh, to the ad's effectiveness. So, so great testing, interesting data, uh, and a lot of diversity there too. I mean, I think hearing the different voices and hearing, uh, you know, something from a, a Honda ad to a Tier Two Auto ad to Pine Sol ad, and there's a lot of different things there. You know, what are the big takeaways here? You know, how will you ultimately use these learnings? I would say this. So, you know, ROI studies are revealing over and over again that strong creative is the biggest driver of sales growth. So. Now we're armed with some conclusive findings on the significant impact of female voices in creative. So first of all, I just, you know, I think it's really like you advertisers, you have a powerful new solution to driving your brand health and sales. So to me, that's, that's a really big takeaway. I mean, the data is clear that marketers should be using female voiceovers in their campaigns. You know, time and time again, our data is showing that these ads are outperforming ads voiced by men. So you know, we did four separate studies on this topic, some of which, Scott, as we were discussing, we weren't even looking for these insights and they just appeared. So, you know, the the, the voiceovers show that the female voice ads are rating better for favorability, brand recall, relevance, memorability, and engagement more so than the male voiced creative. So, you know, I think the data is clear that, you know, for a part not using a female voiceover in your ad, you know, especially for a product targeted to women, it's just bad business. Bad business. Are we at a turning point here? Is this does this change something in the larger market? I think so. You know, you know, deep seated traditions and beliefs on how things have been done or should have been, you know, should be done, or it's just being uprooted all around us, and we're we're hearing and seeing the world from new perspectives. So, you know, this data is the first, you know, is one of the first major evidence based studies on radio advertising voiceover gender impact. And it's proof of the importance of women's voices in our world. So again, by not using female voices in your content, you're leaving money on the table. Female voices are very powerful and we're ready to be heard. Uh, now putting you back on the spot, uh, 
Uh, did Susie and, and the robot agree on what was the most effective voiceover? Uh, the ad with the highest overall effectiveness score was the first one uh, for BBC. And Susie, you were right, so congratulations. Thank you. I feel really good about it, Scott. <laughs> Great it's ad. Good. Right. You, definitely, uh, you definitely know what you're talking about. So, well, thank you so much for, for talking with us today. I mean, there's a lot to be learned here. And I think, like I said uh, earlier, and like you certainly said, you know, quite a few times, we're just getting started here and, and very excited, uh, encouraged to see uh, where this goes. And, and hopefully we'll get to talk about this again soon. Thank you so much for having me on the on the podcast. And, you know, we're doing a lot of female empowerment work at Westwood One, and it is truly my honor um, to be here with you today and to be talking about this new data and uh, inspiring folks to use more female voices in their ad and content creative. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Susie. You've been listening to a podcast production of AW360, the year-round content destination from Advertising Week. Visit AW360 at 360.advertisingweek.com and be sure to check out the other AW360 podcasts now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Producers on this podcast are Richard Larson and Jack Hirschman with music provided by Audio Network. For more information on Advertising Week, the world's largest gathering of advertising, marketing, and technology leaders now in five markets around the globe, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Mm-hmm.